We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Friday morning. Football's back, and so are we. Uh, DFS Talk coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy football season, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS Friday morning version. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. I got it right, didn't I? You got it right. It, I, I, I had a moment of panic as we got on. I'm like, oh, I didn't, forget, I didn't remember how to say his last name, but we've done it long enough that uh, I should get it by now. Uh, Ryan, how are you? A happy football season. Hope all is well. How's everything with you? Yeah, everything's great. I'm, I'm happy to have f- football back. You know, it was, it was a long summer of losing at golf and, and baseball. Um, so maybe we can make some money with football back. I, uh, I hope so. I hope so too. It's been a weird baseball season for me too. Usually baseball is where I do well. It's been a weird last year. Uh, last year kind of wrecked me. I almost won a lot of money playing baseball last year. And I think it just kind of affected me this year, but I'm looking really looking forward to football. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of good storylines in football. We've got a lot of like good, like these young, like 25, 26, 27 year old quarterbacks kind of taking over the league from some of the older guys with Brady gone and, you know, Rogers uh, still around in his 40s. It's it's a really fun time for both. A lot of really good teams. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun and good season. We have a lot of, it's wide open, a lot of teams that could win it all. So I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, me too. Uh, a lot of rookies, exciting rookies that are supposed yeah. to step in right away. Um, you know, we saw what happened to the Chiefs last night. I think, yeah, it's more up in the air than it has been. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there's like six or seven teams that uh, you can make a pretty good argument for winning it all. And so obviously some will emerge, too. But you're right on the rookies. There's a lot of guys that are stepping right into jobs. So it should be a lot of fun, especially some some receivers that are exciting, um, some running backs. Obviously, we got a running back that's like drafted in the first round of season-long leagues in uh, Bijan Robinson. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I think that uh, talking DFS, though, like I think week one is the hard – week one and week 18 are the two hardest weeks of the year. Like we we know we know very little. Like we've researched, we obviously have have studied all these games and everything like that. But there's just so many things with new offensive coordinators, new defensive coordinators. We don't know how teams are going to run defense, how teams are going to run offense. We've got everybody's talking about the Chargers and the Ravens, like their new coordinators and the new offense, and everything's going to be you know wide open and a lot of points. But we really don't know. It's week one. We learned so much during these first weeks of the season. Um, how do you like generally think about week one? Because uh, it's uh, it's really, really difficult. There's pricings all over the place, too. There's some guys I looked at prices. I'm like, I can't believe that guy is so low. Or I can't believe that guy is so high. Like, I think that you know, pricing on, on DFS sites hasn't really worked itself out. How do you just generally kind of attack and think about week one? Yeah, I think you said it in that we don't really know. 
uh, and that I try to embrace that. Um, you just, I think, take more chances than usual. Like we saw what happened last night, and no one really knows what they're talking about. You saw what happened <laughs> last night with Gibbs usage, and and then Mo- Montgomery, and you know the, the Kansas City wide receivers. You know, pretty much everything went against what people had been saying. Um, and it's, uh, that it's usually- pretty hard for a receiver to play a worse game than Kadarius Tony did last night. By the way, he dropped dropped like a couple key balls, and then had to drop the turn into a pick six, the third of Mahomes' career. Tony was horrible last night. Yeah, and and Tony was horrible. Probably single-handedly lost in that game. Sky Moore yeah. wasn't much better. No. And, you know, it was actually Rasheed Rice that was pretty good, who, you know, nobody played in DFS. You know, I couldn't believe last night in the $10 million tournament, Rice was 2.9% owned. Wow. Which, you know, I know a lot, we couldn't believe it, and you just – it's one of those things where, and this this is gonna this always happens where everybody just gets on the same stuff. Everybody's you know consuming the same content. Um, people are generally better now than they used to be, and you just you you, you got to do different things than the field. And I think week one provides like some of the best opportunity for that because there just isn't as much that's known. It's crazy. Rice was the only receiver for the Chiefs with three catches last night insane right he only had 29 yards we had the touchdown but like that's wild that nick mvs had two watson had two they just kind of spread it around but not especially well but uh anyway let's get on to the week one slate you know that game is uh that game's obviously over uh chiefs are 0 one pretty wild uh we got a big slate this week it's uh we always do week one there's no buys nothing like that yet we do have some you know prime time games but you know, there's only one monday night game some years some years there's been two um we have eight games on the early slate 10 a.m pacific uh, for me on the west coast here and uh, five games of late slate so it's a busy busy day um, uh, red zone channel will be will be jumping for sure uh thursday night we mentioned was detroit at kansas city that won't be on our slate we'll talk about sunday night is the cowboys and giants and then monday night's the big uh, bills jets game so uh we that uh, we want to talk about that one but uh before we get into week one who wins the super bowl i'm putting bangles bangles i didn't expect that bangles that's uh yeah it's hard to really beat that one uh i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna i really really want to take the 49ers but i'm gonna go with the bills okay I think it's the year that uh, they finally uh, finally figure out the playoffs and get over the top. But uh, uh, we'll go Bills Bengals AFC Championship game be a lot of fun. That would be great. Yeah. But uh, so we got uh, we don't have a lot of high totals this week. It's uh, not uh, not uh, coming out of the gate swinging this week. We only have two games that are over forty seven. I, I looked at the uh, totals as of I think it was yesterday. Uh, the, the the most popular game, the biggest game by far this week in terms of points uh, in the Vegas total is Miami. At the Chargers, uh, that's a 51 total. Uh, Tua and Herbert, you know, big game. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of hype on that one. That's the one of the afternoon games. Uh, Bengals and Browns is 47 and a half. Kind of a fun game too. There's a lot. There's a lot of weird games this week. Not a lot of like marquee games. There's a few of them. You obviously get the primetime games, but uh, Bengals Browns, which we don't you know always guess is going to be one 47 and a half. Uh, only two games over 47. Are you uh, are you all in on Dolphins Chargers or how are you kind of attacking these high total games? Yeah. I'm not going to be, you know, I, and I get it. Like I like that game too. I'm definitely going to have some of it, but really just because I think it's going to be by far the most popular. Yeah. uh, I think, I think it's perfectly fine to stack that game. Uh, Yeah. It looks great on paper. There are plenty of other ways to get different. So I wouldn't worry about that. If you love that game, stack it up. Um, You can get different at running back or plenty of other ways. Um, I yeah I like some of these off the board games. I, I do kind of like that Cincy Cleveland game. Uh, I'll take a look at that one. But 
couple other ones I'm thinking about. I like this Minnesota Tampa game. Um, the Vikings games in general average the most combined plays last season, um, playing in a dome, other things too. I really want to play Justin Jefferson. I think it's a great spot for him. Um, so it sort of just makes sense to stack that game. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to play the Tampa receivers. I like some other pieces on Minnesota and, yeah, I just feel good about the Vikings going up against Baker Mayfield at home yeah. and specifically about like Jefferson and their receivers. Now that, uh, you know, Cook is gone and Thielen's gone. Um, I know they have Addison, but uh, I just think it's Jefferson will become even more of a focal point, at least at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, I want some exposure exposure there. Um, and then another game I was looking at. I don't know how I feel about this one, but I think the Jags Colts game is interesting. I do too. Um, Calvin Ridley, I have some interest in. It should just be a good spot for Jacksonville. And then you don't really know what you're going to get on the other side with Richardson starting, but he has so much rushing upside that. Yeah. I'm considering him too. I don't know. What other games are you looking at? Yeah. That, that middle is an interesting spot because there's, there's seven games that have totals between 42 and 47 um, running through them real quick. we got Rams at Seattle, 46 and a half Eagles and Patriots at 45. By the way, that spread seems low. That seems like a trap. I feel like Eagles minus four is just sucking me in to make a bet that I'm going to lose. Um, Jags and Colts 45 Tampa, Minnesota, you mentioned 45 uh, Vegas and Denver is 44 uh, Houston at Baltimore is 43 and a half and Green Bay at Chicago is 43. So we've got uh, this like this like glut in the middle and Tampa Bay, Minnesota jumped out to me too. I think that's uh, interesting. I actually like, um, I really like Chris Godwin at the price. I think he's way, way underpriced. People don't realize how good he was last year coming off the ACL too. He is really good late in the year. Um, so I like that game too. Uh, Jags Colts, you mentioned Anthony Richardson. Like that's the big X factor here. Like you mentioned high rushing upside. I really think his rushing upside gives him gives him a floor too. Like he's always going to run for something. The passing is going to be all over the place. Like he probably some good passing games, some awful passing games. He was like forty four percent completion percentage of the preseason, which is not good. But I think he's going to run so much that gives him kind of a built in floor. So it's it's interesting there. Uh, just finishing out the slate here, we have some low totals too. We got some uh, four games that are under forty two. Uh, my 49ers heading into Pittsburgh, which should be a, a bloody battle there. 41 uh, Panthers at Falcons, 39 and a half Titans and Saints, 41 and the lowly Arizona Cardinals uh, going into Washington at 38. I think that uh, uh, I think it's fair to say maybe we just cross out uh, Arizona for the entire season. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there. They look like one of the worst teams in a while, right? Yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're going when you when you cut Colt McCoy because he's too good. We know that uh, the tank is the tank is fully, uh, fully engaged. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we'll obviously get into a lot of these uh, these stacks and games and stuff. I think that, uh, you know, what you try to do with Miami and, and the Chargers is kind of a. It, it, the starting point, because if, you, if you're going to stack any part of the game, you're going to play one of the quarterbacks. Uh, you're going to play Herbert. You're going to play two. You're going to play some receivers. Um, I like getting a little different, too. I will probably have some Herbert just because uh, it's me and I always have some Herbert. But there are uh, there are a lot of guys that I uh, that I like, uh, some cheap guys I like. Um, Seattle and the Rams is an interesting one to me. I don't know what to expect from the Rams at all. Cooper Cup is out. Uh, they look like they might be really bad, but they got a really good coach. They still have Matthew Stafford. If they can like hang in that game at all, I really like Seattle this week. I like, I love Gino. I love his receivers. 
Um, Kenneth Walker, I liked until about 10 minutes ago when I see that he had a, he was listed with a groin injury this afternoon or this morning, I guess. It's still a morning here. Um, so I don't know what I'll do in the first of the running back position. But I really like Seattle. I like Seattle's offense in general this year. I think that adding Jackson Smith and Jigba is uh, is just a huge add. As a 49ers fan, I was really upset that he slipped to them. Um, but, man, Geno's got, Gino's got weapons, and I think uh, – you know, if, if they're assuming they're not the great defense, everybody's like, oh, well, Pete Carroll likes to run the ball. Well, yeah, Pete Carroll used to have the Legion of Boom and could run the ball. Like, they're going to, I don't know if this week's the week they're going to give up a lot of points because it's the Rams, but I think Seattle's going to get some shootouts. I like Seattle as a team to kind of uh, focus on and stack uh, a bunch of this year because I think they're going to get in some shootouts. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to bring up that game and specifically Seattle. Uh, I agree with everything you said. I think Geno took a big step last year. They should be good again this year. He's got all those weapons. And this game, this game sort of just stacks up perfectly um, because the Rams, you know, without cup have some pretty decent options. Like you could run it back with Higby or either of those three K wide receivers. Yeah. Right, we'll get into that, but yeah, it's just, it's a pretty cheap stack and you can see, you could see, you could see Seattle just, yeah, Seattle sort of crushing the Rams in this game. Like you mentioned, yeah. Can the Rams hang around? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I have interest there too. Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, I kind of like Kenneth Walker, but like, he doesn't play or he's limited. That makes maybe even they throw the ball a little, maybe even a little more. I mean, he gets, he gets some Zach Charbonnet could be in the mix. Like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of past this game. That's, that was one of the games that uh, was was most interesting to me. But uh, let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, let's talk about uh, talk about players here. What we're here to do. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsor, Rival Fantasy. If you're looking for a place to play head-to-head fantasy football games without the huge tournaments, salary caps, or complicated game types, then Rival Fantasy is where you want to play this NFL season. From a twist on the classic game with Fantasy Bingo, where player, players generate a lineup to complete achievement to get bingo, to head-to-head fantasy challenges where you'll pick, pick two players with who will score the most fantasy points, this is the best of fantasy sports. For the 2023 NFL season, Rival Fantasy is offering new users a, 10, a $200 deposit match plus a $25 first play voucher. Rival Fantasy is so confident you'll love the experience, they're giving you money to play out of the gate. Experience the future of fantasy sports on Rival Fantasy and become a rival today. So Ryan, real quick before we just jump in at each position, uh, is there anybody you think is like uh, we just mark them in the lineup? They're chalk this week. Uh, I think the answer is probably Washington defense. Actually, I think everybody's going to play the Washington defense. They're twenty five hundred going against Arizona or twenty eight hundred. Sorry, goes going against Arizona. Like they may be one of the higher percentage plays this week, just because I think everybody's just going to gravitate to that. And some people will try and get different. It's defense, but I think it's so easily clickable there. But any other uh, like guys, you're like uh, everybody's going to have this guy. It's week one. They miss prices, guys. Or anybody else. Uh, I didn't see as many as normal. There's a lot of mid-range receivers that I think are really playable, but there's enough of them that I think maybe the percentage get held down a little bit because there's so many to pick from. But is there anybody out there you're like, oh, everybody's going to have this guy this week? Um, well, yeah, definitely Washington defense. I think, yeah, we might see them as yeah. one of the highest-owned defenses ever. That you know, yeah, like you know, everyone wants to play defense against this Arizona team. So yeah, other yeah. than that though, you're right. It's not that clear. Um, if, if Judy ends up getting ruled out, Marvin Mims will be insanely popular in cash games for, for min price, 3000 Um If Judy ends up playing, I think people will look to Tutu Atwell for $3,000. Um, i am just talk, talking about cash games here. Um, people are definitely looking for a min price right, wide receiver. Um, running back? Running back? Yeah, you know, Mostert? People like Mostert, I think, yeah. um, in that, you know, in that great game environment and basically as the number one back for the Dolphins, you know, Jeff Wilson's out, eight chains just sort of getting healthy. Um, and Mixon also, people aren't mixing for cash games at least. And it 
you know, it's different than last year. At first, I was like, oh, Mixon, really? But it's different than last year in that with P. Ryan gone, he's expected yeah. to be out there for a ton of third downs, especially early on. Like, none of the Bengals running backs really emerged as as the guy that's going to play third down. So, yeah, if you add receiving upside in for Mixon, I think he's going to be pretty popular in cash games. But, yeah, no, nothing crazy. Yeah, we always like they the pricing comes out so early. There's always like one like super obvious running back or something like that. I don't think we quite have that. There's a lot of interesting plays, but nobody like is just a lock into your lineup. Um, since we're talking about him earlier, before we get into quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson is 5,600 going against Jacksonville as an underdog. Should be a good situation for a quarterback. Um, what does one what does one do with Anthony Richardson at 5,600? Do you think a lot of people are going to play him? Do you think everybody's going to kind of go with the more popular quarterback receiver stacks? Like how how high percentage do you think we see Richardson this weekend? I think he's going to be relatively popular in cash games. Um, like you mentioned, he does have a floor with with that rushing. Yeah. And 5,600, that's pretty good. People look for that rushing floor in cash games. And I think it's fine. So, I, yeah, I, like I'm considering it myself. Uh, I'm not sure if I will end up playing him. Like, it seems a little risky just based on we haven't seen it before. Well, we have seen his passing and it, and it wasn't very good so far. Um, but no, I don't mind it for 5,600. So yeah, I think he will be relatively popular and probably deservedly. So. Yeah, I do too. I think that the problem is there's another quarterback who's seven hours cheaper than him that I think is going to be popular if, if someone goes cheap. So we'll get into that, but I think that's going to be the thing that's going to hold down uh, Richardson percentages that uh, we've got a, a really cheap quarterback that's in play this week, but um, let's talk about our favorite, uh, favorite game stacks of the week. Uh, you know, what quarterback receiver combos do you like here? Um, you know, there's the, uh, there's the expensive Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. There's the mid range, Justin Herbert to a tug of Iloa. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith, we talked about. What are you doing here at quarterback in terms of, uh, you know, what, what's your favorite play to like, I'm, I'm going to quarterback and going receiver. Let's let's get going. Yeah, uh, I know I sort of already just jumped into it, but it feels too easy for me this week. I like Cousins and Jefferson. Right. Uh, I'll throw one more guy into any of those other Vikings. Hawkinson, probably number one. Um, but I, it just feels easy to me to start there. And part of the reason is because, you know, he'll be popular. Uh, Jefferson will be popular and the Vikings people will play them, but not overwhelmingly. So, you know, there's yeah, other spots that people are looking to. So it, it's really that, that, that pushes me onto it more. Um, so and yeah, I if I just, I, he's not going to be, I mean, I don't think cousins will be popular at all. No. Um, yeah. well, he'll be, yeah, not too pop, but like in the middle, I don't know. Like there's just so I'm many, just, I mean, you, he's, he's right in the same pricing with Gino and Lawrence and Tua and Herbert, like they're all in the six thousands. I just, I think I don't think Cousins will be that high. Okay, so the reason I say he will be sort of middling is because on two projection sites I'm looking at, he he's ranking second behind Anthony Richardson in terms of value. Wow. So people that, will uh, see that. That surprises Just, me. I think, you know, I think people like this matchup and they like the fact that the Vikings run a ton of plays and there's just like points and yards to be had where like, you know, it feels sort of safe, you know, like, can you see Tampa controlling this game? Uh, not really, but that, you know, the Vikings problems. defense is really bad. The Vikings defense yeah, is they really are. bad, but the second half of the year, every Vikings game seemed like it was a crazy shootout. It was, it was great for offense. I, uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if Tampa could do enough, but yeah, you're right. I just, I didn't, I just think it's Kirk Cousins. I think people are like be like, I don't want to play Kirk Cousins. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, mean that. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. The, your Jefferson point is true, though. Like, I think the fact is, every I want to play Jefferson to just pair him with his quarterback. But um, I'd be surprised if Cousins is second highest. I'll just put it that way. 
No, no, yeah, I don't think you'll be second highest, but you know, I think you'll be around ten percent or whatever. So I, uh, I kind of, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I mean, I think he's a good play. I think that's it's a really good matchup. I like that too. But uh, you know, that, if that makes Trevor Lawrence at sixty five hundred and Gino at sixty one hundred a little less popular, I think that's great too. What do, how, what do you think about Lawrence? Uh, this is another game where you know, can the other team come back? We talked about Anthony Richardson on the other side. You know, can Indy you push Jacksonville enough to make this interesting? Because Lawrence is sixty five hundred had a on fire second half of the season last year. He was really he was they were two and six and then. Lawrence caught fire and just, he seemed like something clicked. He just, he was really good. The second half, he adds Calvin Ridley. You mentioned earlier as a, you know, someone's coming back, he hasn't played in almost two years and he's uh, but he's, he was, he his 6,500. Um, so he's pretty cheap. You got Christian Kirk, you got Evan Ingram, got a, lot, a lot of weapons there. You can pair with, uh, with Lawrence. Um, I like Lawrence at the price. 6,500 seems like really good. It's just a matter of trying to figure out if Indy can get to like 17 to push, uh, push uh, Jacksonville. So they're, they're throwing in the second half. No, I'm not, we're on the same page. Yeah, I, I almost mentioned Cousins. I, I, or sorry, I almost mentioned Lawrence. Yeah, um, definitely like him. I think Jacksonville stacks up great. Uh, it's not that Ridley's not a, that expensive. Neither is Kirk. Evan Ingram is even sort of interesting just because of the tight end position this week. Um, and yeah, I don't even know that. Indy necessarily needs to push them. Obviously, it would be nice, but I think Lawrence could throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in, you know, a comfortable win. Yeah. Um, and that, that'd be great for 6,500. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in on Lawrence for sure. It feels like this range is going to be this, – this range entirely is going to be popular. Uh, Geno, Cousins, Lawrence, the, the Miami Chicago – or Miami Charger quarterbacks – so what does this make? Uh, what do you what do you think happens with these two top guys? We got Lamar eight thousand, uh, really good matchup against Houston. Another game we're like, all right, can Houston do enough? We got a rookie quarterback. Uh, they're a big home favorite, but new offense coordinator there. He added Zay Flowers. He adds Odell Beckham. You know, there was a point uh, last year where he was he was hurt a lot of the year. The weapons were lacking. We got Lamar. We got Jalen Hurts at seventy eight hundred. Obviously, a uh, you know Super Bowl loser, but uh, awesome season. Um, he's got he's got weapons galore. He's got uh, you know AJB. He's got Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard's healthy. Always a huge ceiling on Hurts, but it feels to me we've got we we mentioned five guys in six thousand. We think are very playable. People are going to go to. Does this mean that nobody has Lamar and Hurts? Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say nobody, but I think you're on the right track. Um, I think they're going a bit overlooked and it's understandable, <laughs> you know, paying 8k for Lamar can Houston push them. I don't know. Yeah. And then with Hertz, you know, at least on paper, it looks like, um, not the greatest matchup in that, you know, new England has a decent defense and, you know, they'd like to slow the game down and, yeah. and, uh, so yeah, I do think people will be off those two. They'll probably be less than 10% owned and there'll be some opportunity there. Uh, if I had to pick between them, I'd go Lamar. I, I think your points on, on Hertz are really good. I think that uh, New England's got a good defense. Belichick's going to do everything he can to muck this game up. And then I just – I think the New England offense sucks. So there's like a combo of like a bunch of things there that uh, – I love Jalen Hurts. I love watching Jalen Hurts. I just don't think this is the week I'm going to pay up for Jalen Hurts. There'll be plenty of weeks I'm wanting to play up for Jalen Hurts. I just don't think this is going to be that week. Uh, but I think Lamar is really interesting. I, I'm curious what this offense is going to look like with uh, with Todd Munkin in there, the new office quitter. You know, getting Greg Roman out is a good thing. As a 49ers fan, I could promise you that's a good thing. Nobody nobody wants that. But um, he's 8,000. We, we mentioned the receivers. You know, he's got he's got Rashad Bateman uh, looking good. He's got Zay Flowers, who looks good as a good-looking rookie. We mentioned Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews. Uh, he's got a little bit of a, of a quad thing, but it sounds like he's going to play. Um, 
if Houston is it's just a matter of Houston can get some points because I re, I think I think Baltimore's gonna open it up. I think Baltimore's gonna look really good. I think Baltimore is the the obvious survivor pick this week, you know, not breaking ground. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be massively owned in Survivor. They're they're the biggest favorite and they just gained this lines up well. It's at home. Um, I really like Lamar this week. If I'm paying up, uh, that's where I'm going. Higher than commanders in Survivor? I think higher than commanders in Survivor. Wow. Okay. It's a good point though, because I think if you're gonna play Washington, it's this week, right? Uh, this is the time, right? Yeah, they'll probably you're right. They'll probably be pretty close. I say that. I think that uh, I think they'll probably both be right up there. I just uh, I know it's hard to click Washington in week one. You're just like, do I really want to risk week one on Washington? But I think you're. I think everybody's gonna want to play against Arizona. But uh, those might be close. I'm gonna go Baltimore a little bit higher. But yeah, no, you, uh, you sold me on Baltimore though. You sold. Me. I, I, I was sort. I was sort of on the fence, but they do have some nice pieces. You know, Zay yeah. Flowers being 4K and just the fact that Andrews can outscore the entire tight end position. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily mind running it back with even somebody like Pierce, you know, with the, just with the reports that he's going to be playing most of the third downs and, you know, it wasn't really Singletary and he he's cheap. You could play Nico Collins. I don't know. Yeah. I could get behind that stack. Yeah, I just you just you just hope it's not twenty to nothing at halftime is the only risk in here is that you know and right. obviously they'll shut they won't shut Lamar down but they'll just like be like yeah you're not you're not running you're just gonna we're gonna hand the ball off to to Dobbins a bunch and, and kind of go from there I don't even know what to expect from Dobbins like that's the there's so there's so many like weird situations here where guys didn't play in the preseason and we don't really we don't know if they're fully healthy or they're just, they're, they're just kind of holding them back there's like. I don't know if Dobbins is going to get 12 carries or 26 carries. Like it's a weird, uh, I just, we can't figure it out. And he, he looked good last year, but we're still kind of limping. Like he looked good in terms of stats, but like <laughs> running the ball, like you're like, is that really JK Dobbins? So there's just like, there are three or four. And we saw it last night with Gibbs, same kind of thing. Like we didn't know if Gibbs is going to get 20 touches or four. It turned out to be, what was it? Nine or eight. Uh, but he was, he looked really good. He was six yards a carry and but Montgomery had 21 carries. There's so many situations like that. It's why I make week one. Like we don't fully know what guys are going to look like out the gate. And you sometimes, some teams take it easy on guys. Some teams hand the ball, Dave Montgomery 21 times. And just say, we're going to, we're going to find out a lot this week. Yep. Exactly. Embrace the uncertainty. Yeah, it is. It does. It makes it fun. Week one's always really fun to watch, although it can be frustrating at times. You're like, where's that player? Why is he not? Why is he not getting the <laughs> ball? But in terms of the one last question in quarterbacks here, and then we're going to get to the cheap guy. Um, uh, Chargers Dolphins. If you do play this game, do you have a preference in going with Herbert and his receivers, or two and his receivers and coming back? Obviously, there's there's so many options this game. You know, whether it be uh, whether it be just coming back with an expensive receiver, coming back with a cheap receiver. There's a lot of different ways to go in this game. You come back with Mostert if you played the uh, you played the Chargers quarterback. But uh, do you have a lean for uh, which way you'd go if you had to pick one side here in terms of the quarterback? Yeah, I think I'd lean Herbert um, mostly just because I think the Chargers are going to win. Um, I think. I like that they're healthier on both sides of the ball now. Um, and I also like the price tag on Mike Williams, and I don't think he's going to be overly popular. So, yeah, I think Herbert. I, I would go Herbert, Mike Williams, and then run it back with someone on the Dolphins. What, what about you? You kind of answered it for me. I, uh, I, I, you know, I love Keenan Allen, but man, Mike Williams just priced better this week. And I think, uh, I think Quentin Johnston is going to be a guy at some point this year. I just don't think it's going to be week one. Unfortunately, I think that he might even be the fourth receiver. Now he's their, he's their star rookie out of TCU that they drafted. Um, but I think like, if you're going to play Mike Williams, you play him earlier in the year before Johnston really kind of steps up and, 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 and gets more involved in the offense. Um, 
people like everybody thinks Justin Herbert was bad last year, and he was he wasn't he was bad maybe bad for Justin Herbert, but like they were just they were hurt all year long. He uh, if you look at stats, he was still really 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 good when both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were playing. I know that was not very often, but they were still really good when when those guys played. I mean, he's, it was hard. He just didn't have his weapons all year. I think he was hurt all year too. He had that rib injury. Like was it week two or week three? And like you're like oh, you need to sit for a couple weeks, and he didn't. He just kept playing. Um, I think we're gonna see a different Justin Herbert, a new offense coordinator. Um, everything sounds exciting there. I, I, I've probably said 4,000 years in a row that I'm excited about the Chargers on the first podcast of the year, but I'm actually excited about the Chargers <laughs> this year. So by week four, I'll be like, what am I doing? They just lost another close game. But uh, they're, they're the team I kind of pull for in the AFC. But uh, I, I'd go Herbert, too. Uh, Tua was really bad last year against the Chargers. I don't know what you could take from that, but he was horrible in that game. I think he was like 10 for 28 or something really awful. Um, but but this is a great game script. Um, you know, you got Tyreek and Waddle on the Dolphins side that are obviously – fun electric exciting both really really good um should be a fun game on a fast turf in in you know in the i know it's not a dome in la but it's it's got a roof and you have no weather concerns um this game should be a lot of fun let's jump into the one cheap quarterback that i think is uh is is gonna gonna make this an interesting slate we talked about richardson uh we talked about the commanders and and cardinals we have sam howell at 4900 getting a lot of buzz in the preseason too he's won the job he's another guy who can run a little bit too so you kind of have a little bit of built-in floor but I think you just go with the fact that the, the Arizona is going to Arizona defense is going to be horrible. Um, Washington's favored in this game. They're at home. He's forty nine hundred on DraftKings. He's got some interesting pieces too. If Terry McLaurin plays, uh, you got that. Plus, Jahan Dotson is super hyped right now in drafts and really cheap in in DFS right now. Are you uh, are you venturing under five thousand this week with running back? Gets you uh, gets you in some really nice receivers in on the other side. Uh, Sam Howell forty nine hundred. What say you? Yeah, I might. Um, I'm not like. I think there's a lot of value at wide receiver and even some at running back to where Howell won't end up as popular as he might be on another slate. Um, But I still like him if you want to jam in expensive running back and expensive receiver. Uh, You mentioned like, obviously it's a great matchup. Um, I don't know how much Arizona can push uh, Washington, but they don't really need to for 4,500. Um, I have some interest for tournaments because, yeah, pairing him with Dotson, I think, makes a lot of sense. I don't know what to think about McLaurin. Doesn't even have an injury designation anymore. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. You know, you mentioned, yeah, all the preseason stuff. I I, I drafted 200 best ball teams this summer, and towards the end, Dotson was going way ahead of McLaurin in every draft. And, I mean, that doesn't look too good to me right now. As McLaren. someone as someone who waits to draft, it was yeah. disappointing because Dotson was one of my favorite guys, and then he just kept moving up, and I'm like, oh, he's everybody's favorite guy, so I can't really take credit for that. But I love, I love Dotson myself. I'm definitely going to play some Howell. I think that it it really helps you build a lot of other stuff. Your your, your point on value is correct. There's a lot of guys you can play, but I think there's a couple of guys when we get to receivers that nobody's going to have that are expensive. I think that Howell uh, kind of unlocks some of those guys, and you just. I think everybody's going to be like, oh, I can play one expensive receiver. I'll play Jefferson. I think there's a lot of – it makes it for really some interesting leverage in the uh, expensive receiver pool. If you do have a howl, you can play two of these guys or you can play a couple of these guys that no one's going to play. Um, that I think becomes pretty uh, spicy interesting. But let's get into some other positions. We'll start at running back. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors at Better Vision. I think we can all agree that fantasy sports are awesome. So is daily fantasy and sports betting. That's why we have so many friggin' accounts. What's not awesome is go to a bunch of different apps to find the best odds and manage all your fantasy lineups. Enter Better Vision. That's Better, B-E-T-T-O-R, Vision. Better Vision is the only app that syncs all your fantasy, DFS, and sportsbook accounts into one place. We only show you with the best odds for every bet you're going to make, so you always get the best value. 
And our dashboard is the only one-stop shop to track all your fancy matchups, DFS picks, and bets. Visit bettervision.us to download Better Vision today. By the way, that sounds like a really fantastic idea. I'm definitely going to check that out because there's there's definitely – I know a lot of people who play way too many leagues. Uh, I'm not pointing at myself. That could really uh, get a good place to uh, kind of get that all centralized. So that's, that's really cool. That's a cool setup. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Expensive running back is interesting this week. I don't feel like there's anybody that was like, oh my gosh, I got to play this guy this week. But let's jump through, just jump into it. We got Austin Eckler's 8,400, uh, Christian McCaffrey's 8,700, uh, Nick Chubb 8,200, Bijan Robinson, aforementioned rookie 8,000, Derek Henry 7,800, and I'll stop with Josh Jacobs 7,700. Uh, as I was working on this last night and yesterday and looking at stuff, I don't see anybody that really jumps off the page to me this, in this group. I can kind of make a case for everybody. I can make a case against everybody. Uh, do you have an expensive running back? You're like, yeah, that's the guy I want this week. Nope. I'm with you. I'm with you a hundred percent. And because of that, pretty much just going to let ownership dictate what I do. Um, also, I'm just not going to spend up too much at running back this week, but on, on the few lineups that I do, I kind of like Nick Chubb in that he's going to be the least popular out of all, I said all seven of these backs, everybody from Ramondre and up. So seven K okay. and up um chubb is expected to be the least popular and i just thought you know he could outscore that range if the browns are going to win this game you know it's probably on the back of chubb in the same matchup last year he had 100 100 plus yards and two touchdowns uh 28 fantasy points i think so yeah um and i think i think it also makes sense if you want to play chase or if you want to play higgins or burrow or whatever so yeah, I have a little bit of interest in Chubb. Um, I think Eckler will probably be the most popular just because he's in that right. popular game. Um, and that makes sense, too. I don't know. What do you think about this range? It's tough. I mean, Miami was really, really good against the run last year. I know that, you know, Eckler catches so many passes. I think that uh, I don't know, I'm kind of in the mindset that uh, the Chargers spread it out around a little bit more. I mean, Eckler was so – the volume was so crazy last year because they have so, had so many injuries. Um, I, I – I, it's, it's a weird range. Like, what do you think about Bijan Robinson? These 8,000, do you think we're getting like out the gate bell cow Bijan Robinson oh. 20 touches? We have like Tyler Algier, like they mentioned, like they're going to be getting some work too. Um, Atlanta led the NFL last year in rushing yards and yards per carry. Like they are a really, really good team running the ball. And now you add this unbelievable talent from Texas that, uh, you know, I just don't know. 
I don't have a good feel if he's going to get 27 touches or 16. And I think that that makes a difference. If he's going to get 27 touches, I want him all day in this game against Carolina. I think that's uh, he's indoors. He's at home. They're favored, uh, but, you know, close enough that it should be back and forth. Um, I'd love B. John Robinson, but there's that little thing in me right now. It's like, well, what if he gets 16 touches and Algier gets 12? Yeah, I was hoping you'd have that answer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody really has that. I'd ask Arthur Smith, but I'm not sure Arthur Smith has that answer either. As if, if, you, looking at his Kyle Pitts usage last year, I don't know if he has any answers on offense. Yeah, you're right, though. 20-plus touches from Bijan, and he would be the back I would play in this range for sure. Um, but I think everyone has that concern, and that's the reason he's – maybe not projecting quite as high. So I think, yeah, I think Bijan makes sense just because he does have that upside if it goes right for him. And yeah, he's not going to be crazy popular this week at all. So I, I think, I think it's a good gamble. Yeah. I think he'd be my one in here and Chubb would be my two. Um, you know, my feelings on Christian McCaffrey as a human being and football player are very high. Uh, I worry this week, 8,700. He didn't play at all in the preseason one. He's fresh, but two, I think they're going to ease him in. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, it's early, not wanting to use him too much. And they they did not lean on him when in games where Elijah Mitchell was healthy. He got leaned on last year when Mitchell was out and they needed to lean on him. I think that they – Elijah Mitchell is really good. He's injury prone, but he's really, really good, especially in this system. He's, you know, he's very effective. People forget how good he's been when he's been healthy. Um, I'm not saying it's a timeshare by any means. Don't don't quote me in saying that. But I think Mitchell gets enough, enough carries and touches when he's healthy that Christian McCaffrey, 8700 on the road in the morning on a really high price against a really good defense in Pittsburgh. Um, I think we'll think, think they'll be good with TJ Watt back. They're a different de- defense with TJ Watt when he plays, and he's healthy right now. Um, I'm not paying a 700 for McCaffrey. He can go off in any game, but I just don't like the setup here enough to do it. Nope, I'm with you. I think, yeah, you know, he would have to get there on three touchdowns maybe or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah he, he could obviously bust one. He could. I mean, there's so many ways where Christian McCaffrey could do great things. He's just really expensive, and I just think yeah, I think it's not going to be full, full, full workload this week. Uh, we'll get there probably. Uh, Mitchell will get hurt at some point, but uh, I don't think I can go there. I only get pay up. So I'm. Uh, I think I'm Bijan and Chubb in this range. It's going to be. Uh, it's interesting because the uh, Bijan's definitely fun, but there's a little bit of question mark. But I think even if he gets maybe a few lesser touches, I think the explosiveness is there. He's going to bust a couple big plays. Atlanta knows how to run the ball. I talk about. I joke about Arthur Smith with Kyle Pitts, but Arthur Smith knows how to run the ball run scheme concepts and all that. They're really good at what they do. I mean, they didn't have a quarterback last year. Mariota was not good. And they still led, led the NFL in rushing yards. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about mid-range running backs? Uh, you mentioned Ramondre, kind of the expensive ones. I had him down here, but it doesn't really matter. It's kind of the same thing. He's 7,000. Uh, ATN, 6,900. I'm not going to list them all in here, but uh, Kenneth Walker, we mentioned a little bit of a groin injury right now. He's 6,000. What do you do in the mid-range here? Say uh, say 5,500 above. So I want to save Mostert for a little bit, uh, for the cheaper ones. Uh, 5,500 above, it seems to me there's a lot of guys in here. Nobody really jumped out to me. It's a weird week where there's a lot of running back options, but nobody seems super obvious. Uh, who do you like in the mid-range? Yeah, no one stands out too much. Uh, I I had some interest in Walker, just like you said. And then, yeah. you know, then it's sort of weird. You know, he's limited with this groin injury, and he didn't play all preseason so I'm not really sure. How do you how do you feel about Travis Etienne? Uh, Sixty nine hundred and a good matchup against Indy. Uh, where, where do you fall on him coming to the start of the year? Yeah, you know everyone just seemed to be off Etienne right all, all summer and on Bigsby. Um, 
I don't know. I think he's interesting in this matchup. Like, why can't he run for a hundred plus in two scores? Or I, I think he, I think he actually will. I don't know two scores. I think he will. He he had fourteen hundred total yards last year. I feel like it. Everybody kind of thinks he was kind of quiet. Fourteen hundred total. Yards. The problem is the catches. He had. I don't think he had more than three catches in a game all last year. And you just hope like if you just get like five or six targets a week, that that'd be huge. But they've got a lot of weapons now. They added Calvin Ridley. Um, but I like ATM. This is a game where they should uh, they should win the game. You know, it is a road game, but. You know, indoors, fast track in Indy. Um, among these guys, I actually, ATM was the guy that I do like. 6,900. Um, I think he's having a really good year. I think people forget how explosive and talented he actually is. He's, he was kind of a, he was good last year, but not like, you know, didn't jump off the page. Um, I really like him at 6,900 this year, this week. Yep. Yeah, I do too. And he's not going to be that popular. And you're right. Like somebody, someone on Jacksonville, at least one guy should have a really good game in this spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're good. They're going to score points where it comes from is a question, but I think they're, they're definitely going to score points. The same thing I'll say about the next two guys. Like if, if Jefferson and cousin, if they don't smash, like it's probably because Madison has two touchdowns. So, you know, I, I get if somebody like Madison, same with Dobbins, you mentioned all the uncertainty with Dobbins, but yeah. it's such a good spot where you're not going to be shocked at all. If he has 20 carries for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then, I kind of like Aaron Jones just because the Packers have the best O-line versus D-line matchup of any team this week in that the Bears, I think they have the 31st ranked D-line and a bad run defense. And the Packers have Bakhtiari back healthy and still one of the better O-lines. So, you know, I wasn't going to be on jones really at all but just from the numbers it should be a good spot for the packers to run the ball and maybe they want to do that you know with this being jordan loves sort of sort of debut as the starter you're uh, you're the packers fan here how do you feel about jordan love entering 2023 um you know i i hate to say it but i'm more of a jets fan this year Oh, um, I thought, did I mess that up? You used to no, no, no. You did not okay. mess it up. You're, 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 mo- it you're up. moving. You're moving with Rogers for right now. Then I I'm. I'm moving with Rogers for okay. right now. Yeah. Um. I'm still a Packer yeah, fan. The, the, the team <laughs> you know, gets. The team gets. A, the team gets hard knocks, and you just jump on board. Yeah. Well, I think sort of. Yeah, I think Rogers sort of got a raw deal in Green Bay, and I was always I, a huge uh, fan. I get it. I have a. I, I have a Chiefs hat somewhere in my house when Montana went there too. So I do. I do get it. I can't. I can't do it anymore because the Chiefs beat us in the Super Bowl. But yeah, I get it. Like um, the uh, the beloved player moving on. Uh, the Jets should be fun. That's. Uh, but uh, do you think Love's going to be good? How do you, I mean? Are you but yeah. About so him? yeah. As yeah. of course, I'm still a Packer fan. Right. Also. Um, I'm not sure what to think about love. You know, I guess what I'll say is I'm not quite as high on him as some other people. Um, there are there are some people who are pretty fired up about the preseason. Yeah, now. Good I, I just and I could be wrong. I'm just I'm just not sure he has the accuracy to throw the downfield passes. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I'm rooting for him. Uh, I don't here's know. A, here's hoping your rookie uh, first round draft pick works, works out better than ours did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah. You guys traded Lance to the Cowboys. That was that was interesting. Uh, I think they had to. I think they had to move on. It was, I think it was uh, the right move too. Yeah. It just everybody too many distractions. Everybody really liked the guy, but I don't think anybody really liked the football player, which is uh, which that's is too concern. bad. It is. It is. I hope he gets a chance in Dallas. It's a long way off, and they've got a good backup quarterback there too. But and you uh, guys could have had Justin Fields, I think, right? Uh, could have had Micah Parsons. That might have been worked out oh, better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that might have. Yeah. Okay. 
It's uh, if you yeah if you if you want to make yourself ill, look at the look at the non quarterbacks taken after uh, Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance. It's an insane oh. list of like really really good players. It's uh, they were always a quarterback though, so that's like a, it's a big what if there. But then you know it's just uh, it's hard. I just yeah Fields is the answer because I don't. By the way, I I'd rather have I I wouldn't want Mac Jones. People are like oh you should take him. I, like I don't, I think Mac Jones is terrible, so I wouldn't want that either. But uh, Purdy's better than Mac Jones. Purdy's better than Mac Jones. There's no doubt about that. Um, I like that you said that. Madison is the one that's interesting to me. I, he's, he's this hard thing to figure out because he's so inefficient and all the like the you know advanced stat models like hate Alexander Madison. But volume might really be there. They really they've got some you know Ty Chandler. They've got uh, I forget they signed a veteran. I can't, can't know. I can't remember who it was. But they who they signed veteran. Um, I want to say Kenyon Drake, but I knew I knew that was wrong. No, um, the guy but, from Miami. Uh, yeah, Gaskin? Ga- Miles Gaskin. That's it. I I always mix up him and Kenyon Drake. Um. But like they don't really have anybody there. They are. It's a really good matchup. They're home as a favorite. He's just he's so inefficient. But if like he touches the ball twenty two times, like he's gonna he's gonna put us some stats. So he's a hard guy to figure me to figure out because you know at some point volume is most important here. If he gets a lot of touches, there's so many people that don't like him. I don't think he's gonna be that high percentage, even though the, the situation's really perfect. He's a tough one for me to figure out because I just don't, I don't think he's very good. But I'm not sure that really matters in a situation like this. Man, everybody says that. Every, I know, yeah. everybody does. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much Madison slander. I know because I actually have a decent amount in best ball. I mean, he just kept falling. And I, I, think, that, I think that makes sense. Like, I think it's just going to, it makes sense. I hope so. It seems like, you know, his path to 20 plus touches is just pretty easy. Um, yeah, it's, that's really all there is to it. I know he's just a guy, but yeah. he's a guy playing in a pretty good offense with without other running backs at least as of now he kind of falls in he kind of gets lumped in with Rashad White too who was really inefficient last year for Tampa I just think I don't think Rashad White works this week because they're you know six point dogs on the road against Minnesota but you mentioned Minnesota's defense was terrible at the end of the year last year um so he might be in the mix but that, that kind of segues me into the cheaper running backs White's 5,500 um Raheem Mostert you mentioned earlier kind of you know part of this big game Jeff Wilson Jr. is out Shocker there, 49 running backs getting hurt. I can't imagine that never happens. But uh, Mostert's 5,400. Uh, the Chargers were the dead worst run D in the NFL last year. You know, this is obviously a new year, new defensive players, new stuff, but they were the dead worst defensive uh, defensive uh, run defense last year. Um, Mostert was hurt last year, but still ran for almost five yards of carry. Like when he plays, he's electric, he's fast. There's a couple clips of him. Like he's, he was the fastest, like sprint speed and a couple years ago in, in that run against the Jets that uh, you know, he later got hurt on the, on the, in that game too. But you got Mostert, you got Rashad White. Uh, I think Mostert would be way more popular, way more. And then you've got the, the two commanders running backs. You've got uh, Antonio Gibson's 5,200, Brian Robinson's 5,100. Again, we mentioned this game, great matchup against Arizona. I assume Robinson's the one people have more interested in just because they're a favorite. And, you know, Gibson's probably the third down catching passes kind of guy. Robinson's the, uh, you know, run the ball uh, with a lead kind of guy. Obviously a year off from his, uh, you know, time where he got shot. So maybe more healthy than he was last year. Great matchup. Uh, what are you doing down here in the 5,000 range? Yeah, I think Mostert, he looks like a pretty good play, right? Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know if I'm putting too much stock into this, but what really sold it for me was he caught eight passes in week 17 last year. And I remember just Tua willing to dump it down to him. And I'd never really thought of Mostert, you know, with too much receiving upside. But, yet, you know, for 5,400, he's just going to be on the field so much. And you mentioned he's actually pretty good when he's healthy. 
And the Chargers it's, it's very were, good retaliation. Yeah. You, just, you just hope you don't see him limping out of the pile in the first quarter. I actually, yeah, I, I remember him torching the Packers, and I was like, you know, this guy is tough and he's fast. So yeah, and you know, you mentioned the Chargers are were pretty bad against the run. So yeah, I mean, Mostert in cash games. I'm almost certainly going to do that. I mean, he's in my cash game lineup right now um, for tournaments. Yeah, you mentioned the guy and, you know, I don't want to oversell it, but to me, Brian Robinson Jr. just looks like a smash play on this slate. I mean, I, it's it's I, actually I the reason <laughs> it's the reason that I like just won't have quite as much howl yeah. is just is just because of that. Like I, I was sort of I was on Robinson in that. I'm targeting this matchup for the commanders against Arizona. It's not going to be a better matchup than this. If, if you're telling me a running back is going to get 20 plus carries against the worst team in football, and he's only 5,100, like how is he not a great play? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think he is. I think the only thing keeping him not insanely popular is that most right there. I think that they're going to eat, eat some of each other's popularity, but um, I mean, you, you can't get a better spot. He's 5,100. That is insanely cheap for a running back on DraftKings, and he should get a lot of work. I I can't disagree with you at all. I think that Robinson, I agree with you. Robinson, the only reason, I'm, when I don't play, when maybe I don't play Howell, it's because I probably have Robinson. I obviously don't want to play both of them, but um, I think that uh, this you know, this whole game is cheap. This matchup is perfect. You never get a better matchup for Washington. Uh, Robinson, 5,100, and most are 5,400, I think is is the way to go here, and I think it, they are far and away above anybody else in this range. Yep, I'm with you. Um, and, you know, I just – what do you think about playing Gibson with Howell? Maybe Gibson, Howell, and one receiver. Is, is that's, that uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think that's that's actually pretty fascinating. And then you go Gibson, Gibson, Howell, and Dotson. They're all under 5,200. Like that, you can probably just do anything you want in the rest of your lineup. Uh, you have to hope that Arizona does a little bit because for them to you, – you, you, I just right. don't think – I don't know right. how much – Gibson, you know, if they're up – 17 to three. I think that Gibson kind of becomes a little bit irrelevant. Unfortunately, I think Antonio Gibson's really good. I like him this year. I just don't love him for this one. You know, yeah. Eric B is the, is the new office coordinator there. And, you know, the talk is he just uses him like uses Gibson, like Jerick McKinnon catching a bunch of touchdown passes. But I think that's great when they're playing Dallas and Philly and they're down and, and catching up in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I, I worry this matchup is just a lot. Of, no, a lot you're of exactly right. Gibson is, he's going to have a ton of fourth quarter receptions in games when the commanders yeah. are losing. So yeah. I lo- like, I, I'm going to really like him at a cheap price in a lot of those games, but he's got a lot mm-hmm. of work in second halves against Dallas and, and Philly and maybe the giants, that sort of thing. Yep. And this is probably not that game. So yeah. Yeah. I think I'd lean, I mean, you can hit a big play, but I think I'd lead Robinson pretty heavy in that one. But uh that's a good, another good segue into wide receivers. Let's talk about receiving. Uh, first enough from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Football is back. Kick off the NFL season with Vivid Seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Catch every pass, every tackle, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And with Vivid Seats rewards, now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to your reward. Just buy 10 tickets and send me cash into your credit towards your 11th ticket purchase. It's that easy. Plus, Vivid Seats is offering $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code ROTOWIRE. That's code ROTOWIRE, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. From the 50-yard line to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all the 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit visit vividseats.com or download the app today. So, Ryan, expensive receivers. Uh, we talked a lot about Justin Jefferson. Uh, really good setup here. I guess he had base 8,800. Um, Tyreek is 8,200, and his teammate Jalen Waddle 7,100. Uh, Jamar Chase, you mentioned before, is 8,100. Devontae Adams, 7,900. A.J. Brown, 76. Uh, yeah, Keenan Allen down here in the low sevens. Devontae Smith to uh, D.K. Metcalf. Uh, that's the range from 7,000 up to the top. 
Uh, I know you like Jefferson the most. Who else do you like in this range? Uh, on, you know, maybe if you play a, dull, a second uh, expensive receiver or lineup without uh, without JJ. Yeah, and I think you can play two expensive receivers. Yeah. Uh, relatively easy this week. So I'll have some lineups like that. Um, I don't know, Scott. I really like Chase. I really like Hill. I mean, you know, all these guys are so good and their ceilings are so high in just about any spot. I mean, you know, I've heard people say, you know, it's sort of, it's, it might be a tough matchup for Chase and the Bengals. Um, you know, he had 10 catches on 15 targets against Cleveland last season. You know, I think just, Jamar, Jamar Chase just kills me. I just, there's no matchup that he does. Right, exactly. Um, obviously, I like Tyreek, especially if you're stacking the Chargers. He makes so much sense. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, those two are my favorite, I guess. What, like, I was, I guess I was sort of off of adams and brown um maybe you can talk me into him i don't know what do you think about that range so you're thinking you're gonna think i'm a little bit crazy uh you talked earlier about this is the week where you know you've got some you can really get some guys nobody's playing yes i think Devontae adams is the guy this week that no one is going to play i don't think anybody wants to this matchup against denver uh you know good cornerback on the other side um the cornerback patrick santander was actually talking smack yesterday they said yeah, what, how do you think about this Devontae adams match but he said who like <laughs> He's got Jimmy Garoppolo, and I get it. Jimmy's not. I I lived with Jimmy for these last however many years, but Jimmy can be accurate in the in the mid range. I think this can be really good with Adams. Devontae Adams had 180 targets last year. Like they are just going to feed the crap out of Devontae Adams. I think nobody's going to play him. 7900. I think this is going to be an okay back and forth game. Like I think that you know Denver should be able to score on the Raiders here. Uh, Russell Wilson was horrible last year, but he's got you know he's got Marvin Mims this year. Javante Williams should be healthy. I think Denver can put up enough. I just think Adams getting a ton of targets is obviously insanely talented. You're a Packers fan. You know the talent. There's nobody to say that, but I don't think anybody's going to play him. I think everybody's going to play Jefferson. Everybody's going to play the Miami receivers. Everybody's going to play Keenan Allen. Everybody's going to play Jamar Chase. I think Devontae Adams slips through this week at a really low percentage. And in DFS, where I can get a stud player in a matchup I don't hate, um, I think that's the time to play him because I don't think anybody's going to have Adams. And I, I really love Devontae this week at 7,900. I think it's a price where it's expensive enough. People will stay away. Nobody really needs to play him. Everybody hates Garoppolo. Um, I really like Devontae this week. I didn't expect to when I kind of started my research, but I think he's a really, really good play in DFS. Yeah, I think those are all fantastic points. I think you might have convinced me, to be honest. I'm not just saying that. I'm looking at the projected ownership right now. And well, I, yeah, see, I was, you, you have all those numbers. Like how, how low are yeah, we talking? Here? I mean, I see Hill, actually. I see Tyreek Hill as the highest by okay. quite a bit, like 27, maybe 30 percent in the makes end sense, and everybody's stacking that game yeah yeah and then i see adams he's gonna be under 10 and maybe yeah. even significantly lower than that in some single entry stuff like yeah. that i don't um, think it's crazy if your starts where he's like three to four percent i i think you're right yeah. yeah i'm on board i'm on board especially because i might place i might play a denver wide receiver as well so yeah, yeah you, you, you and me both i think there's yeah. denver receivers to play uh i just maybe maybe i just can't quit watching uh number 10 play quarterback i don't know <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Those are good points. And yeah, I think you're gonna you're gonna see a little bit different. He's not gonna you're not gonna talk about the deep ball to Devonta here. I think Jimmy, you know, the one thing Jimmy does not do well is throw the deep ball. Is you know, is that's been chronicled many times, especially on the outside. But like these quick routes and stuff to get Devonta the ball in space, he's really good at that. I mean, their their yards after catch were always really good in San Francisco. You just get the ball in Debo's hands and go. Like and he's gonna do that with Devonta. Um, I just think when you get studs that nobody has that are healthy, I just think it's 
that's when you play guys. I just think that uh, I really liked about this week. It's more of a uh, more of just a deep DFS percentage play than anything else. But I think everything kind of lines up well for him to be really good. And I like him a lot in this range. Yeah, good call. If I were to go Miami receiver, I'd actually go Jalen Waddle. I think I'd save the eleven hundred bucks. I love I love both these guys. I will never say anything. I mean, Tyreek had seventeen hundred yards last year. The dude is awesome. But uh, Waddle's really really good. Uh, he missed the whole preseason. He only concerned, but he practiced fully uh, yesterday. Practiced fully this week, so he looks fully good to go. Saving eleven hundred, I think actually matters here. I think I go Waddle over uh, over Tyreek in my lineups. Again, I'm I'm with you. What about the mid-range? I think this is a gigantic uh, spot this week to find mid-range receivers. There are so many guys in here, and there's so many really good players in here, too. It's not like we're like, ah, oh, this guy might be all right. We've got a lot of big names here. Guys who are drafted early. Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, um, Chris Godwin, Debo Samuels, 5,500 this week. There are so many guys in kind of the 5,000 to 6,800 range. Uh, how are you parsing through this range? How are you figuring out to play? Who are your favorite guys, et cetera? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I think the guy I really, I guess, like the most is probably Ridley. You know, we, we mentioned him. We like Lawrence. It's a, it's a good spot. Um, obviously other people feel the same way. So Ridley will be popular in that range. Um, I think Olave is interesting. The one guy I was going to mention is sort of the same reason or one of the reasons you were talking about with Devante. And it's a guy that's just, nobody's going to play. Nobody's going to play T Higgins. Um, and I think he makes sense. I mean, for a lot of reasons, we've seen him put up a big ceiling. I was just looking at last year, he put up over 25 fantasy points and they were all, every one of them was in a tough road matchup. And you know, that that's what we have here. And I'm just seeing he's going to be a 3% owned or something. Um, I don't know, like it, you know, it's, it's sort of the same in the same vein as playing Waddle instead of Tyreek, you play Higgins instead of Chase. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who, what do you think about this range? Who do you like in here? I like a ton of guys. It's a, it's a really good range. It's a fun range guy. I mean, you mentioned T Higgins, like he's a second to third, second, third turn draft pick in, in season long leagues too. Like he's really good. 6,800. Uh, I love Olave here. Uh, he's home against Tennessee 6,500. Uh, I'll go ahead and say this is the lowest he's gonna be priced all year long. I don't think he gets under 6,500 again, the rest of the year. He had a thousand yards as a rookie. Uh, Tennessee was really bad against receivers last year. He's got Derek Carr now. You know, there's a, there's a quarterback upgrade. I don't love Derek Carr, but he's a quarterback upgrade from Andy Dalton or whatever they were throwing out there last year. Um, so a lot of it, 6,500. I would say in a normal week, like he's going to be whatever huge, massive, you know, percent ownership. But there's so many names. You mentioned Ridley's the same price. I think that helps there too. I love Chris Godwin too, 5,900 for Godwin. Um, you know, he had 104 catches last year off the ACL injury. I get it. The quarterback situation is a mess. He doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, but like was Tom Brady really Tom Brady last year? I'd argue that probably he really wasn't. Baker Mayfield. Um, the thing with Baker, like I'm not going to argue that he's good, but I think he's not horrible for receivers. Kind of in that Jamin Win- was Jameis Winston mold where like he's going to make some bad decisions, but like, all right, give me a give me a bad decision to my receiver in a one-on-one spot and take a risk. Like, I don't care if he throws an interception. I care that he throws the ball back to Godwin the next time too and takes another risk. Like I like that for a receiver – we always liked that with Jameis. Like it was, there was weeks when Jameis was in Tampa. You're like, I want to play these guys because he's going to just throw the ball them a bunch. I think we get that this week too. They're at Minnesota. They should be trailing. Um, I really like, I really like Godwin this week. Uh, I, I, I'm a play there, 5,900. And then uh, Debo feels really, really cheap. The matchup against Pittsburgh's tough, but 5,500 for Debo is like, I saw that. And I, I just assumed it was 6,500. I thought I typoed it when I, when I did it. And I was, I read back. I'm like, he's actually 5,500. Um, he had a lot of target share with, with Brock Purdy last year. 
I know that everybody talks about the fact that Kittle had a lot of the touchdowns, but but the Debo had a really good target share. Uh, Debo's really in shape this year too. He was out of shape all last year. He admits it. Like I'm not I'm not fat shaming Debo Samuel by any means, but he admits last year like, that the contract stuff messed me up. I wasn't in shape. I didn't work out. He looks absolutely ripped. He was sending uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, pictures of him shirtless all off season. And Kyle I saw said, that. I've never received that many shirtless pictures from a man before. Um, Shanahan's going to draw up plays for Debo. There are plays that he's not going to run the ball like he did in the past with, with Mitchell healthy and with C-Mac back there, but uh, Kyle will make sure he gets the ball in space a couple of times. And when that happens, you know, you can do anything. Pittsburgh's defense is tough, but and I think Debo at 5,500 is super playable too. Oh yeah, me too. Um, and yet it's not going to be sneaky. Uh, everybody. No. He's a he's a he's in cash consideration this week. You mentioned that the price tag is just crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, couldn't believe when I saw fifty five hundred. Yeah, you said it. I mean, I really like Debo this week, considering him in cash. Um, and then yeah, like just to piggyback a little bit on Tampa, I love Godwin. Of course, I'm stacking that Vikings game, so he makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you're absolutely right about Baker Mayfield doesn't matter what you think of him about a, a quarterback for, for DFS. Like you'd much rather have Baker Mayfield throwing your guy the ball than Richardson or yeah. like, you know, these other types of like, he can at least complete passes and um, especially playing from behind. So yeah, that was going to bring me to mention Mike Evans. And that's only because I think he's probably the lowest, maybe the lowest owned guy in that whole range, like two, 3% or something. And I just mentioned like no, it. Nobody wants to click Mike Evans. No, 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 you can't. Like, and I, yeah. I, I wouldn't mention it if it wasn't just for the fact that I'm in Viking stacks. I don't know. You no, I know. think I think it makes sense. I mean, 6,300, he's more expensive than Godwin. So everybody's going to like click Godwin instead. I just think that in DFS, it's a really good situation. I know as long, you want to make sure Evans is healthy. I know he's been listed with the questionable tag, but I think he's going to play. Um, I mean, I, nobody wants to click Mike Evans, but I, I think it makes sense. I think you make a good point there that uh, it, it works. What about the Pittsburgh receivers? We got Deontay Johnson at 5,300, George Pickens at 5,000. Uh, you know, the Niners have a really good defense, but they do struggle with, you know, kind of deep balls, good receivers, athletic receivers. Deontay Johnson, it, the famously 147 targets last year and zero touchdowns. I think we can go ahead and bet on that. Not happening again. That was a crazy, crazy thing there. Um, you know, everybody's going to go with the Miles Sanders, uh, you know, comp with the regression. He's going to score a bunch of touchdowns this year. But um, Deontay or Pickens, uh, do you have a favorite? Do you, is it neither? Is it is it both? What uh, what are you doing with the Pittsburgh receivers? Yeah, I think for this week, it's just going to be neither. Okay. Just, you know, the, Ken, just Kenny because... Pickett was like preseason MVP. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. I mean, I've never seen a guy catch so much steam as Kenny Pickett. <laughs> no I couldn't doubt. believe where he was being drafted towards the end. Um, yeah, I know he's really talented. All of his highlights look phenomenal. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, you can't be on every game here. And I'm just For sure. not really going to be on the Steelers receivers in this spot. And that's a good point, by the way. You can't be on every game. There's a lot of guys in this range we're not talking about. We can't talk about everybody. We're talking about our favorites. But you're, it makes a good point. You can't be on every player. You can't be on every game. It's a big 13-game slate. You've got to just cross some guys out. Let's jump down to the cheap receivers. There are a ton of names there. I found this is the hardest. Like Every time I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would play this guy every week at this price. And then I realized there's like seven of them. Um, we mentioned Jahan Dotson a lot is 5,000. We talked about Debo. Brandon Ayuk is 4,900. He's not going to be that cheap again this year either. Ayuk looks awesome. The problem here is there's a lot of mouths to feed in San Francisco and they want to run the ball. So it's like, you know, with Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk, it just, it's going to be tough week to week to figure that out. But 4,900 is really cheap here. Jackson Smith and Jigba is 4,900 down here. He's going to play. He had the wrist injury in preseason. Uh, I love this guy. I think he's going to be someone we play a lot this year. 
I just don't know if I'm ready to do it week one coming off the injury. I don't know how much they're going to really push in this week. So we got those three guys in the 4,000s, then a ton of names in the 3,000s. You mentioned Marvin Mims uh, is 3,000. Michael Wilson in Arizona. Like, we don't want to play any Arizona guys, but he's 3,000, playing with all the ones in the preseason. Uh, Jaden Reed, and for your Packers, like, if if Christian Watson sits or Romeo Dub sits, like, Watson's 3,000. Someone's got to catch the ball. Jonathan Mingo's 3,200 in Carolina. If DJ Chark and Terrace Marshall sit, he's interesting. I, there's just so many names down here. How do you kind of figure out uh, which ones you want to use in this range? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. Um, so I wrote the same thing in my article about Jaden Reed, uh, that if Watson or Dobbs is out, yeah, 3K looks pretty good for, for Jaden yeah. Reed. Um, spoke about Mims. If Judy's out, Mims is going to be the cash play. I would, I would definitely be fine with that. Um, and also, yeah, I guess I meant to mention, but also if Judy ends up being out, Cortland Sutton is relatively interesting at 5,200. Just talk about, talk about names. Nobody wants to click on. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he's a tough one, especially, but you know, I think there's a little bit more optimism this season with the Denver passing game and just Denver in general. Um, I don't know. You got got to mention he he's he would project well if Judy doesn't play. Um, if if Watson sits, is Reed get to be like the same ownership as Mims, or is Mims still gonna be really more popular? I I think Mims would still be more popular. That's you know, assuming assuming Judy doesn't play. Is that assumption right? Assuming yeah, uh, people will just feel safe safer with Mims. You know, people are also considering Tutu Atwell. I mean, I think it's yeah. come out that he's like for sure going to be the number two and out there with van jefferson and i don't know like what do you do you have any thoughts on tutu atwell um i know <laughs> we're jumping around here and then just one other 5k guy maybe some quick thoughts on drake london um i don't know you know it should be a pretty good matchup i don't know like he seems relatively cheap as well i don't know i know i was jumping around there but just like yeah. I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned London. Uh, I mean, he had a really good rookie year too. I think he kind of we got to you know he played the team that you know kind of faded a little bit late. But um, I, it's hard for me to take click his name over Debo at the same price. But uh, you know maybe that's a reason to do it. Uh, they just run the ball so much. It's just like he's got a he's got a score because you just worry about volume. I want to see what their offense looks like. So I'm probably not going to get to London this week. But I don't I don't think it's a bad play. Uh, I think you throw Tutu Atwell in with the with the Mims, Mingo, Reed, Michael Wilson range of like these are guys at three thousand in like week eight. We would be just itching to play someone like this. I think heavily active at three thousand. Just we have so many choices this week. I just think we won't have a, we won't have this many three thousand choices the rest of the season. We're always like we're like hunting right. for names down here usually, and now we're like well, there's six of them that I can play. And then we even mentioned Elijah Moore at thirty eight hundred in, in in Cleveland. I think he's really interesting too. There's a lot of preseason talk about him being kind of super involved in a lot of different ways. Like the assistant GM had a quote about it. The offensive coordinator had a quote about it too. Um, you know, there's some, there's obviously, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones there. Sorry, the phone always rings here. Um, but Donovan Peoples-Jones is there and probably the number two. But um, I think Elijah Moore is interesting at 3,802. I don't think anybody's going to be on him because there's so many guys in the 3,000. There's, there's a lot of guys here. I think my favorites would be um, Dotson at 5,000, then probably Elijah Moore at 3,800 and Mims at 3,000 are the three that I play the most. But, um, you know, some of these guys are going to have some big games and, and win some people some tournaments. Yep. Uh, I kind of like more too. Um, I don't know. In this specific Matt, I, I, I read the stuff about they're going to use more in all yeah. sorts of different ways. And I, I just read that, uh, since he's really good against 
slot guys. I forget who their guy is, but that's actually like the strongest part okay. of their defense. Um, that's and, a, you know, that's, I don't that's want, good info right there. Yeah, yeah you know, that's what I, is it like? I sometimes <laughs> I, I hope so, but like you, you never really want that to take you off a guy. I don't know. You know, I, I go back and forth sometimes, but because because I like Elijah Moore in general, like thirty eight hundred is a great price. Yeah. He's still gonna, you know, it doesn't matter about the matchup. He still should see five, six targets or whatever, and he's just really cheap. So like, I don't like. I hate for that to take me off of a guy sometimes, but it's still something I think about. Um, and then like if you're looking for maybe a little bit more leverage in that 3k range. I think this Puka Nakua is a little bit interesting just because like, you know, all this, all this ownership is going to go to Tutu and Mims and Reed and Wilson or whoever else. And yeah, I don't know. Apparently this guy's really talented and, you know, it could be him that's catching the balls. Like, you know, the Rams are likely to be playing from behind and probably going to be throwing a bunch. And I don't know. You feel like someone on that in that Rams range is going to have a really big game, whether it's Nakua, whether it's Atwell, whether it's Van Jefferson, a little bit higher at 4,700. Like someone's going to have like eight catches and a touchdown, right? It's just a matter of figuring out which one it is. Uh, you know, if you play, in a, play a lot of lineups, I think mixing some of these names, it makes a lot of sense. You play one lineup. I'm probably not playing any of them because I don't think I'm going to be able to predict it. But uh, yeah, there's, it looks like, yeah. the, it looks like Nakua is the number three, but like, you're right. They're going to be playing from, they're probably going to play from behind against Seattle. They're going to have to score to stay in this game. Like the number three is probably on the field a ton. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, but I, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably just play Tyler Higby if I'm playing a Rams pass catcher. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I do like Higby. Should mention, like you, you did just mention Van Jefferson. I'm not really gonna do it, but he does project, I think, for the most targets of anyone under 5K. You know, that's something we've seen him score long touchdowns before. Juju also Juju projects for quite a lot of targets. So if somehow you're on, did you, you see some that report? Eagles? You, you see that report no. about Juju this week about his knee? Like his knee could explode on any. Pass. Yeah, like, so like a, I don't that know. Was a crazy like, quote. I just couldn't do that. So you know, I'd rather play Kendrick Bourne, I think, than than Juju oh, or, wow. or, or Parker. The, the Bourne identity. I didn't think we get a Kendrick Bourne or a <laughs> name or another another. That's X to say up. I'm not gonna. You know, that's to say I'm not gonna play any of them. And ex-49ers legend right there. Um, yep. You mentioned Tyler Higby. Let's jump into tight ends real quick here before we get out of here. Higby is 4,800. Um, he's my run back for the Seattle stack. If I'm playing Geno with one of his receivers or two of his receivers, I'm coming back with Higby. We talked about a lot of the, the receivers. And the fact that we talked about a lot of them makes me think like, you know what? I'm just going to play Higby. He's 4,800. He's the same price as Van Jefferson. And I can play Higby and then play a different receiver instead of Van. Like, give me, give me, you know, I guess my thought is give me Higby and then like, Dotson, Ayuk, Pickens, JSN over overplaying Jefferson in a cheap tight end. So I think like the two versus two there really works well when I thought about it uh, a little deeper with Higby. So he's probably my uh, my top play at tight end. I got a couple uh, you know punt plays down here. But what are you doing at tight end this week? We talked about Andrews. We talked about Lamar. We talked about Hawkins. We talked about Cousins. Do you have a, do you have a favorite tight end play this week? Because I didn't uh, outside of Higby, I didn't really have anybody I loved this week at tight end. Yep, I agree. Um... Higby was my number one as well. I think he's the best from a point per dollar standpoint. Um, you know, usually we punt tight end in cash pretty much every week, but I do think if you have the money, I think Higby is cash viable. Um, yeah. You know, Cooper Cup being out, 
he's just he he's Matt Stafford's favorite target in that situation. So and, and there's just and Cup being out is not like a normal guy being out because right <laughs> so many targets. Like there's a lot of things to pass around in this offense, and it's a good matchup for passing. So yeah, then after that, it, the tight end position is just not great, which is sort of another thing that pushes me to Higby yeah. uh, for tournaments. I mentioned I like Hawkinson. Uh, I think obviously Andrews is fine if you're going to play Lamar. Yeah, then spending down. Um, I think people are considering Hayden Hurst for cash games, but I would actually like Musgrave better than Hurst, especially if especially if Watson or Dobbs is out. Then I think you can go to Musgrave for twenty nine hundred. But I mean, no, like none of these guys stick out. I I don't know. Um, people have mentioned Dulcich if Judy's out, but see that's a weird one for me because he seemed to have. Uh, not a great preseason. I don't it know. Like I know he, Sean... It seemed like he was the backup in preseason. Yeah, I, I know. Troutman, yeah. Uh, Sean Payton brought in his boy Troutman from yeah. New Orleans. So, yeah, I just – I can't really get behind that one. You know, I'd rather play Njoku or, you know, or I, I don't know. Yeah, tight end is tough this week. Uh, I it agree is. with you. Higby Higby's the one I like. Um, yeah, Musgrave if some of those Packers are out. Yeah, I was uh, my my cheap punt was Musgrave at twenty nine hundred. Uh, you know, Sam Laporta looked good as a tight a rookie tight end last night. Uh, so this, we got this group of him and and Jake Ferguson in Dallas. Obviously not on the slate, but there's like these three rookie tight ends that you know rookie tight ends always tough. There's so many blocking schemes. There's so much to figure out. But uh, if Watson and or uh, Dub sit, I think he's he becomes playable at twenty nine hundred. Um, Pat Pat Fryermuth, I looked at at forty one hundred. You know, he's someone that's popular in drafts, but I just don't like playing tight ends. Tight ends at forty ers Their linebackers, Greenlaw and Warner, are so good covering tight ends that um, you know probably has to score a touchdown, and that's that's always a, a, a tough proposition there. If I were to go cheaper, I'd probably go in Joku. Also, he's forty two hundred. A lot of a uh, lot of buzz about him this uh, this preseason, so I'd probably go there. Juwan Johnson is mildly playable at thirty nine hundred for New Orleans. Yeah. Um, you know, he had five hundred eight yards and seven touchdowns last year. Kind of hoping for a touchdown there, but I just think. I think Musgrave is a punt. I think I'm just kind of going Higby on most teams. It's uh, maybe mixing a little bit of a little bit of Njoku, but that's kind of where I'm going at tight end. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to do a small backtrack just because I see I, Thielen mispracticed yesterday. He's questionable. Chark is also questionable. We know he got injured in preseason. Terrace Marshall is also questionable. John, so- John, Johnny Mingo. Okay, Johnny Mingo for sure, but it also makes sense why Hayden Hurst projects pretty well for three thousand. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a fine play if you get, especially if you get some of those Carolina receivers yeah. out. And you figure a rookie quarterback with Bryce Young in his first game, like it's going to be a lot of okay, check down to the tight end now. Like I just yep. think that they'll make things as simple as uh, simple as possible for him. So that's uh, I think Hurst is that's a really good call. If those guys are out, I think maybe he, he probably moves above Musgrave in my my punt situation there. Yeah. Ryan, we have a survivor question in the chat. Someone has four entries. They're using two commanders, one Seahawks, one Falcons. Uh, are you good with that? Uh, there's no way I'd go without some, uh, at least one Ravens in there. I think you've got to play. Uh, I got two commanders seems fine. I think I'd go at least one Ravens, though. I think that uh, if you're going to play that many entries, I think you've got to play the highest favorite, at least one of them. Yeah, I think I'm with you. That That's it. Um... The Falcons are home against Carolina. Yeah, I can yeah, see no, that. Yeah, no, I'm just... Like, you know, are those team are those Seahawks and Falcons, are they going to have easier matchups later? Like, are they going to play Arizona? Like, I'd, I'd maybe want to look yeah. at stuff like that. But, yeah, I think I think you can kind of go all in on Commanders and Ravens if you really want to. 
Um, yeah, if I were playing that format, I'd probably go two commanders, two ravens. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, I might even go three commanders. Like, I just I don't know how often you're going to be able to use commanders. And again, like I'm just probably not again is the answer to that question. Right. Like, yeah. and we, we keep talking about targeting Arizona. So like, and yeah, it's a good point on Seattle too because Seattle's guaranteed to play Arizona twice. Yeah, so I might, you know, maybe I'd switch that Seahawks to another Commanders or to uh, a Ravens, like Scott said. Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would go with there. I love Survivor's fun. It's. A, I know we don't talk about that on this podcast, but I think it's a it's a fun format. Ryan, before we jump out of here for Week One, um, defense. Uh, we talked earlier. We think the Commanders are going to be insanely high, twenty eight hundred at home against Arizona. Um, projection wise, like if you look at, you know, points per dollar value, they blow away every other defense. They're going to be popular. If you want to play someone besides Washington, what are you doing? Um, or, or are you just playing Washington? That's, it's a fair answer. Also. No, that's actually, I haven't decided yet is the answer because okay. this is one of those, you know, people have talked so much about this. I'm not going to get yeah. into it, but whether or not you play a 50% defense or not, obviously there's arguments on both sides. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do yet. I do think that we see crazy ownership on the commanders, like 50% in a lot of tournaments. Um, obviously the leverage opportunities are big there. So yeah. Um, is like you is, know, the, is cash game just play the commanders and don't even don't even think about it anymore? yes absolutely okay, okay. okay. In, in NFL part of part of NFL cash games is actually following the ownership at some point okay. so when when a defense is going to be that high yeah there's absolutely no reason to fade like None. if they have a good game and have a pick six or like you're off it you just feel sick so you just yeah, I think you, you just lose it. You yeah lose. you lose yeah, and lose like good way to put it. if they score zero points you don't lose because everyone yeah. has them. Right. Um, but a tournament, a tournament's very different. Tournaments, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Packers are the same price, and they they have the best defense in that division. And I think this that game's we didn't really touch on that game, but I think it's going to be one of the slower games. Yeah. And uh, probably, probably why we didn't touch on it very much. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Fields can turn the ball over, so I think that's okay. Um, the Raiders for twenty three hundred against Russ. I don't know. I don't mind that. Um, I don't know. Maybe you you can give me something better, maybe. No, the 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 the, uh, the Raiders one's interesting. I hadn't thought a lot about that, but yeah, I mean, Russ was horrible last year, and I don't know. Maybe he's gonna be better this year. Maybe with Sean Payton, it makes sense. But um, you know, Sean Payton kind of his tempering expectations with his, you know, his. I thought his Nathaniel Hackett comments were so out of line this earlier this preseason. I love that Rogers stuck up for Hackett. That was yeah, that was. I thought, Hack, I thought Hackett was terrible last year, but like it's just the. The, the like comment publicly like that, I just thought it was really poor form by Peyton. But um, it's interesting. I don't know what the Broncos are going to look like. I you, you, you hear this like Peyton's coming. It's going to be great. But uh, I don't know. Russ looked, Russ looked washed last year. So uh, that could work. The two that I'd play, I mean, not one of the two, but like Ravens against Houston makes a lot of sense. They're 4,000. Right. No one's going to pay up for that because it's going to be so expensive. That's a really great matchup. I mean, going against CJ Stroud in his first game. The Ravens can play defense. The Ravens can scheme. The Ravens are going to have him, you know, seeing all kinds of stuff. So I think if you want to, you want to be different. You pay up to, uh, you pay up to Baltimore. You know, them and Washington are probably the best, two best on paper. The two in the middle, I kind of like. Um, I kind of like the Falcons again. Same thing, going against a rookie quarterback, thirty-two hundred. You got to think they're going to take the lead. Then you, you always like a team, you know, a defense playing at home with the lead. Um, you know, Bryce Young probably makes some mistakes. It's going to happen. Um, so I think that makes sense. The other one is, and I, uh, I kind of, uh, I kind of scared to say it out loud. I think at 3,000, I think the Pittsburgh defense is an interesting play against the 49ers this week. I think their defense is really good. Uh, 
Brock is going to Brock's Brock's good. Brock's fine. There's going to be a lot. If they lose this week, there's going to be a lot of like, oh, I knew Brock wasn't the guy. Kind of BS on Twitter. It's going to be horrible to read to listen to. But Brock can make some mistakes too. They're 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 more aggressive with him than they were with Jimmy. Uh, Kyle trusts him more more to call up more plays. They're gonna they'll, they'll take a few chances that they would not take in the past. Uh, we don't know how the Niners' offensive line is going to be. Trent Williams on the left side will be fine, but you got T.J. Watt on the other side going against Colton McKivitz. Mike Mike uh, McGlinchey is gone. Uh, Mike McGlinchey couldn't block anybody in passing defense and passing offense anyway, but was a really good run blocker. But I just think there's enough here with Pittsburgh Niners' early 10 a.m. game. Um, I think the Pittsburgh defense of 3,000 is is pretty playable. You might get a big play out of this defense. You're probably in a couple sacks. And, uh, you know, you got T.J. Watt. You have High Smith on the other side. You have two guys who can really set the quarterback. Mika Fitzpatrick is a, a ball hawk back there, can make some plays. I think the defense is really good. I think the Niners' offense will be really good. But I think, uh, you know, Purdy will make a couple of mistakes. It's a matter if they can take advantage of them. Um, so I hate to say it because I'm going to be watching the game root for the Niners. But I think Pittsburgh at 3,000 is a pretty good play that I don't think a lot of people are going to be on. Yeah, I think those are both good calls. Makes a lot of sense. One other one I'll throw out there. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw out, I'll throw out the Seahawks. Um, just because this Rams team, pretty worried about this Rams team. And we saw, yeah. I, remember, I think a couple of years ago, Stafford was throwing pick sixes left yeah. and right. That's and, right. I forgot know, about that. He had, he, had a, he had a huge pick six run that year. Yeah. And, you know, they pretty much don't, you know, they don't really have a running game. They don't, uh, they, they, they don't have Cooper Cup. I mean, this could be in trouble in this game. So I, I don't mind the Seahawks. That's I think that's a good one too. Though. You know, again, at home with a lead, second half is what you want for your defense. You want to, you want to go against a quarterback who's going to have to take a few chances. In that same regard, like I guess if you wanted to, you, you can think about Minnesota, but they're thirty nine hundred. Their defense is bad, but Baker Mayfield in the second half is, could be pretty interesting too. I just don't think I can. I only I click on Minnesota instead of Baltimore at the same price, so I think I just go Baltimore instead. But uh, Ryan, always good to be back talking football with you. Always, uh, always fun. I know we have, we, have, we both have a lot going on in life, but it's always fun to uh, jump in here with you and just talk. Uh, Talk some football. Anybody else? Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we jump out of here? I don't think so. Yeah, that was fun. I think we covered yeah. quite a bit. Um, yeah, it's a thirteen game it's thirteen game slate. It's always hard to hit. I mean, we'll get people like, "Oh, you didn't mention this guy," but uh, you know, there's only so much you can mention. But I think we kind of hit on all our favorites. But yeah, it should be a should be a fun season. I am. Uh, I'm planning on doing most of these. I've got a lot of uh, stuff coming up that I'm gonna, you know, Adam as a, Adam. Say his last name for me. I always mess it up. Adam Zadroik. Zadroik is going to fill in for me on uh, on some weeks here and there. I think I'm going to be uh, I'll be doing most of them, but uh, definitely has some fill in. So I appreciate Adam for that. He's really good. Um, so we'll uh, we'll it will be good hands when he when he fills in. But other than that, uh, we'll be at you for a full season of football. We're looking forward to it. Uh, there is very uh, very little like the first weekend of the NFL. The, that first Sunday, I, like at nine fifty five, I'm pretty amped up. Me too. Yeah, I'm very excited. And you're in you're in like a, a time zone now that uh, you actually can watch football. You're not getting up at three in the morning to go watch the uh, <laughs> the Monday night games. So that helps everybody out too. Yes, but, uh, yes, yeah. Good luck. Uh, you got you got you got your Jets on Monday night. They're gonna beat the Bills or no? Ooh, that's a you like tough you like one. how you like how quickly I went to your Jets. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they that's okay. I can say yeah. they're my Jets now. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna beat the Bills, but uh, maybe. Fun Monday night game, though. That's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, Garrett Wilson's going to be an absolute monster this year, by the way. I look forward to uh, not playing him this week at DFS. He's not in our slate, but I look forward to playing a lot of Garrett Wilson during the year. Me too. So, All right. Well, th- Ryan, thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping on, as always. And I want to thank everybody for listening. If you could please rate and review the podcast, that helps us out a lot also. Uh, both of us on Twitter, just as our first and last names, as you see on the screen, or just uh, just look it up that way. Pretty easy there. We'll be talking a lot of football during the season. Hope everybody has a really good, uh, really good week, really good week. We'll be back at you with week two next week. Hope everybody has a good one. Take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.